0: All right. Welcome into the Hardwick Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Hardwick. This episode is brought to you by Lofta. Lofta was founded in 2017 in San Diego, and they are on a mission to make it easy, convenient, and affordable to treat sleep apnea. And by the way, if you don't know, if you haven't been listening to the last several shows, I have been diagnosed with mild sleep apnea. I have 12 episodes per hour that I stop breathing for longer than 10 seconds. So mild sleep apnea. Lofta does at-home sleep studies versus in-lab studies. They've got an online store. They get a cash pay alternative and they have sleep coaching and it is super convenient. From the time I took the at-home test, which they shipped to me, to the time that I started getting treated with a CPAP machine and all that, it was about a week, maybe 10 days tops. So super convenient. The machines now are just incredibly slick. They're programmed based on your sleep study. And it's basically plug and play. Like I plug the thing in, put the mask on, tighten it down and bam, off and running. it was about a, I don't know, two to three day learning curve, I guess if you will, to get up to speed with getting comfortable with a mask on my face, sleeping. So the first couple nights of sleep were probably a little rougher than normal. And I was using the full mask. I actually went to what they call a nasal pillow. So it just went over my nose. But recently, as you can hear, I'm a little congested just with the weather changes here in Indiana. I went back to a full face mask and have been sleeping perfectly. And normally when my nose is clogged, like I snore out of control. Like I probably wake up the neighbors. I snore so loud. So, I went to the full face mask. No snoring. Great night of sleep. Didn't wake up with a sore throat as I usually would. So, really, really awesome. If you here's here's some risk factors: obesity. Two thirds of people with obstructive sleep apnea are overweight or obese. Family history. Small lower jaw. Like like me. Uh, male. Big necks. So. Alcohol consumption at bedtime or for women, and I I found out after I posted, there's quite a few women that have sleep apnea, and I I wouldn't have thought that, but postmenopausal women especially, and hypothyroidism, so I get treated for hypothyroidism as well, so those are kind of some some of the common risk factors. If you want to get started, go online, lofta.com, that's lofta, L-O-F-T-A.com, use the code HARDWICK for your free sleep test, which is usually... $189, $189, so I'm saving you 190 bucks. so go get it checked out, get the free test, online assessment, video chat with a sleep physician, it takes like 10-15 minutes, sleep test, review your results, and if interested and necessary, you can get a CPAP through them, and they can order you a device and set up super easy, so online at lofta.com, code is Hardwick. And that's going to save you 190 bucks. Or you can call them if you want to call 800-698-8000 and just tell them I sent you. All right, guys. To the show. All right. Hey, welcome to the Hardwick Life Podcast. This is Jamie Hardwick.
1: Remember her? Great to be here. How you doing, babe? Yeah, doing great. Look
0: at us in our beanies and our sweat gear. Mine's still wet and sweaty. And we just got done. We're on a snow day here in Indiana. And yep. we got done shoveling for the first time and we're going to have to go back here when we're done uh podcasting, you know, podding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get back out there and do a little bit more shoveling and it's always fun the first couple times and then after that then you're like all right you can slow on down snow
1: right it's supposed to be done at 2 p.m. today so i think we just wait till it's done done and then do a good shovel later on
0: hammer it yeah good we'll get the kids involved totally yeah maybe we'll just make them do it and we'll just bark orders
1: <laughs> out the window yeah
0: it's to a the good left. it's a good snow it's wet snow i mean it's not good for sledding or anything else but shoveling it's good because it sticks together and it doesn't all flake off and
1: Oh, it's good shoveling snow. It's good shoveling That's what snow. you're saying. If okay. There, is,
0: is there that's there not really a me? thing, is there? I didn't mean. you say this is the heart attack snow?
1: It feels so heavy. Yeah, it's real heavy yeah. snow, but
0: it, it's all real clean, so you can get your driveway nice and clean. Uh-huh, you know, that's the uh-huh. very important uh-huh. stuff in life, Jay. Very, very important. How are you, babe? How you been?
1: Yeah, doing great. Yeah? Yep. On my ninth cup of coffee and feeling froggy. It's go time. Let's do it. Yeah,
0: well, you didn't have the standard 200 milligrams of caffeine, through the month of January, thing that wasn't one of your goals to limit caffeine consumption.
1: No, I'm a cool eight hundred a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't do two.
0: Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, it just I go for it. Yeah,
0: why? Yeah. Why uh, limit yourself?
1: Yeah, nope, I don't.
0: Yeah, I've, I'm actually probably I've been pretty close to two hundred overall, fairly yeah. close. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Two, definitely under three hundred every day. Like I have not been over three hundred at all. For, and have you for noticed the entire month of January? Not really. No, sometimes my eyes are a little tired, or more tired. Okay. Yeah, but no, do I notice a difference? Is my sleep better? Um, I've been sleeping pretty well lately. I, the, the folks will hear the commercial about the CPAP machine and all that, and yeah, it's. Uh, I've gotten used to it, so that's cool. Good. So, oh well. I'd, if people listen a long time ago, they'll know we don't sleep together, Right. like in the same room. Just... And I'm not really embarrassed to say that, but a lot of people would be in their marriage like, you don't sleep with your wife? Like, something's got to be wrong. Yeah. Do you feel like something's wrong with our marriage because we don't sleep together? Are you? No. You tell people we don't sleep together.
1: I do. No, nothing's wrong with our marriage. Something's wrong with you and the way you sleep. So (laughs) I just choose to not sleep (laughs) in the same room.
0: It's not even that, though. Like, if I sleep well, which I do.
1: Then you snore like a banshee, and I don't.
0: Okay, but if if I do happen to not snore, like if I can somehow stay on my side and not snore, then at like three, you wake up and you go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. and then I wake up, and then I can't go back to sleep, and then we're just kind of laying there both thinking about the other one. It's like, just go get your own freaking room, would you, pal?
1: Yeah, no, I have to say for us, it's worked very well.
0: It has. Yeah. And I, I think... I think I gave this stat a little bit ago, but it's like a quarter of the population does not sleep with their spouse. Oh, wow. My brother doesn't. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't put him on blast, but he hasn't for a long time. My grandpa did not.
1: So they, there you go. So I always thought something it, in your family. I always
0: thought it was super bizarre because they would be like, oh, go to grandpa's room. And I was like, what does that mean, go to Grandpa's room? Right. I was like, is that just where he keeps his stuff? And they're like, no, he sleeps in that bed, and Grandma sleeps in that room. Hmm. And it's like real old school, but that's what they did. Yeah. Like, remember, the queen had a room, and the king had his room, and they slept separate.
1: Well, we're not royalty, but I just don't want to sleep with you.
0: Damn near, baby. You're a royal Damn, pain in my I, ass. <laughs> I am selling it hard to you that there is absolutely nothing wrong with us, and in fact, we are... More like royalty.
1: Yes. All right. Live, so, just living like a just, queen over yeah, here. Yeah, that's right, yeah. baby.
0: You get your own king-size yeah. bed, and I'll <laughs> sleep upstairs in the full bed. I'm on like a kid's mattress.
1: No, it's a queen bed.
0: It's maybe a full.
1: It's a queen. I ordered the mattress. Is there, there a dif- But is
0: there a difference between a queen and a full? Yes. Like an inch?
1: No, full is less than a double, <laughs> which is less than a queen. So, okay. yes, absolutely there's a difference. Okay. Good. Yeah. So quiet down and go sleep upstairs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now that we got that taken you care goofball. of. You goofball. Okay, so I don't know if we updated anybody on this, but you've been dealing with plantar fasciitis because you play tennis excessively, probably... Achimony Christmas. If you can hear that God, noise. It's
1: like a herd of elephants that, in our house. That is our
0: children. They both weigh under 95 pounds, <laughs> but for some reason, they sound like they weighed 900 pounds.
1: Golly.
0: So there must be a wrestling match going on. I would expect to break in at any point.
1: Yep, that, and, that door right there, must open. mom
0: will tell them to go away, and then dad will get on them. And <laughs> then they'll really go away. So that's how that's going to work. So update, Jamie plays a crazy amount of tennis. And she developed plantar fasciitis. Oh, and soccer. And I think really probably developed on indoor soccer when you're playing on the rug on top of the concrete surface. So it's not even like turf. It's like carpet on concrete. Yeah, my foot
1: has been killing me for like six months. And I was like, all right. She was just dealing with it. Let's get rid of it.
0: Yeah, you were dealing with it. Yeah. And then you ended up going to see the doctor that helped me deal with mine. Mm -hmm. And you're feeling pretty good.
1: I'm feeling good. No pain? But I've also, just to add to, stopped playing tennis six days a week. For the last month, I've only ever, I played maximum three days a week.
0: Good. So Yeah, you've controlled yourself, but then I thought this was funny. I was like, okay, she's going to back down on tennis a little bit, but then she started running distance. And I was like, what in the world are you doing? But the distance doesn't seem to bother you.
1: No, I like it.
0: Because you've been taking the boys out on runs, Mm -hmm. distance runs, and over the course of How long was it? Six weeks? Seven weeks? Something like that? Yeah, I
1: probably started just before Christmas.
0: Yeah. So you've been able to get them up to eight miles Mm -hmm. at once without stopping. Yeah. Which is amazing to me. I ran eight miles for the first time in high school as a senior.
1: Yeah. so It is. It's pretty cool. At
0: 11 and 9 years old. That's pretty awesome. So thank you for doing that because I couldn't. Yeah, no, it's, I like it. I rollerblade alongside of them. So yeah. <laughs> uh, and when I say I rollerblade alongside of them, if you want to go ahead and unfollow me because I'm a rollerblader, then you can go ahead and unfollow
1: totally me. Totally understand.
0: Love a good rollerblade, although like the, the streets around here aren't necessarily geared for rollerblading. Like, the sidewalks and everything. It's like, yeah, and then when you come up to the crosswalk, they all have these like rumble strips. Mm. That will just deplete you. Yeah. I mean, it will totally, knock you. it will totally <laughs> knock you off your feet. So, anyway, glad your foot's doing well. If you're dealing with plantar fasciitis, here's like my recommendation: go to a doctor, get a shot, yeah. and get orthotics. But get the daggone shot. Just that's. I went in there. It actually, I had it when we first got here. Pretty bad. I partially tore mine uh, in. April of 2020, I had been dealing with it for over two years, almost two and a half years. And after four shots, I finally tore the sucker clean through and I was super excited the day I did it. I was doing really heavy split squats. And my back foot was loaded up and it's, I tore it, which was like, it didn't hurt at all. It was just a great relief knowing that I was done dealing with this because I had had teammates tear it in the past on the field and they dealt with it in the moment. But then a day, two days later, nothing. Like no more pain, done dealing with it. Everything was good. So I was really happy to have torn that because my next step was, after four shots, was to go in and surgically tear it. So really happy. Like I feel like I got my life back. I can run sprints. I can jog. I can jump rope. I can box jump. I can do all the fun things that I want to do. And I finally feel young again.
1: That's awesome. Oh, what a relief. Chronic pain is no joke. It is. I've never dealt with it. And waking up every day and having some sort of pain is just, mm. it's hard. It's mentally really hard. You should have played really professional hard. football. No, I shouldn't have. I'm yeah. good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh-huh. I do tell people that all the time. It's like, or, or I think that a lot. I don't know if I tell people that a lot because you just kind of quietly deal with it. Right. But it's like, I wish people could just wake up in my body on occasion and know what it feels like when I first wake up and then oftentimes going through the day, but you still got to do the work, right? You have to do the work. You have to, you have to push through the pain to get to the other side. And it's better when you do work through it and you can't let rigor mortis set in by doing nothing. So you have to do what you can, when you can work through it. Don't deal with maybe the acute pain. Don't do something that's like sharp pain, but If it's dull, if it's a little bit arthritic, movement does help that. So move through the pain and don't use the excuse. Okay. You ready to get into this?
1: Yeah. Give give me our topic. So,
0: yeah, you shared this with me, and it was Dr. Daniel Amen, uh, Doc Amen on Instagram. He's top neuropsychiatrist, perhaps in the world. He's really awesome. I know you love following him. I do. There's some things that I don't love about Doc Amon. Yeah. I love, I love his overall picture. Some of the nutrition stuff, I'm like, eh. But I have to remember, he is talking about brain. He is talking about the brain health in a certain population of people that are dealing with brain trauma, perhaps, or trying to repair their brain. So I have to remember because he's he. Some of his philosophies just aren't really in alignment with mine. When it comes to nutrition, mm-hmm. it's not even philosophies. Like you know, mine's probably more geared towards performance. performance, and his is more geared towards just like rehabbing the brain a little right. bit. So anyhow, we'll
1: take that with a grain of salt. He is adorable. He's, He's awesome. A great follow. He's brilliant. I had
0: him on our podcast. Yes, and and I, he was super good, and he gives great, great advice yes, all the time.
1: I'm a big, big fan.
0: So he had a recent post that
1: I think it was today.
0: Was it today? I think uh, I think did... it was a couple back. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went and looked, and it was a couple back. Oh, okay. But okay. The post was, alcohol bottles should come with a cancer warning label. Listen to that again. Alcohol bottles should come with a cancer warning label. And this is really on the heels of Canadian health officials. They overhauled their guidelines for alcohol consumption, warning Canadians, and I guess sending out a signal worldwide, that no amount Of alcohol is healthy and they are recommending, gee, many Christmas. Spit it out. They are recommending that people reduce drinking as much as possible. So it's a major shift, major, major shift from their previous guidelines in 2011, so over 12 years ago now, which recommended that women consume no more than 10 drinks per week. So drink and a half per day, and that men limit themselves to fifteen, which was two drinks per day. So now they're going down to zero from fifteen in men, and zero to from eleven in women, which is or ten in women, which is like pretty drastic. So it's why they did it. There's growing evidence after decades of a lot of conflicting research. I'm sure you've heard about resveratrol and the benefits of wine and moderate alcohol consumption and all of that, that even a small amount of alcohol now is what they're saying can have serious health consequences. So here's kind of the categories. The risk is low for people who consume two standard drinks per week, moderate risk for those who consume between three and six And increasingly high For those who consume seven or more drinks per week, that's one drink per night. So a lot of people come home from work, crack a beer, have a glass of wine with dinner. That's seven drinks per week. So that's the Canadian Center on Substance Use and Addiction. So here's some crazy stats when it comes to alcohol. This research that they did was basically based on Research that was published between 2015 and 2019 that resulted, they said there was 140,000 deaths per year in the U.S. Forty percent of those were from like car crashes related alcohol. Sixty percent, though, chronic conditions like liver disease, cancer, and heart disease. So that is pretty crazy. Um, Dr. Amon's post, what he talks about, and this is why he's so adamant against it, other than What it does to the brain is that even two drinks has been associated with an elevated risk of seven types of cancer, two drinks per week, seven different types of cancer have an elevated risk, breast, colon cancer, and heart disease. So drink at your risk. Now, there was a, a text thread going around your family interviewing people in Canada about this it was actually really funny like why do they always find the guy I know. you know like they find the guy that's i mean it's just really hilarious what do you think of this it's like well i drink you know four beer a day Four seven if i'm gonna have a good you know it's like why do we always find this guy how in the world is that possible to hunt that dude down he
1: has three teeth
0: and but yeah three I, teeth yeah they, mm-hmm. he's got like a funny twitter handle i think it's called Something about the teeth. Yes. Yeah, the tooth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they always find that guy. But what are your thoughts overall on Canada going? Canada going from fifteen and ten down to zero for everybody.
1: Right. It's drastic. For it is. Sure. It is. It is. It's And alarming. so I do. I do empathize with like you know. Billy joe coming out of the (laughs) beer store and being like what in the actual you know it is it's it's crazy to think like oh look i'm safe i'm drinking two drinks a night now all of a sudden it's like nope zero is actually healthy yeah or
0: even i'm doing myself good by having this drink a night right right
1: and i think that that um that fact has gotten misconstrued over the last 50 years yes so I mean, we've talked about this a little on the podcast, but the whole thing about alcohol is healthy, you know, stems from a lot of the Mediterranean countries and specifically the blue zones, right? Where alcohol was always enjoyed moderately. And it was like, oh, but look at these people are all living to be centenarians. Did I say that right?
0: Centenarians. Centenarians.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So over a hundred years old and they're using alcohol in moderation. Right. So it was, you know, became sort of a correlation in most people's brains. It's like, oh, enjoying wine is healthy. Right. You know? Yes. Um, but you're right. It's alcohol is a poison.
0: Yeah. Right? It's I, a poison. It's, it's yeah. safe
1: to call it a poison. Yeah. It's yeah. a disinfectant. Right. And now it's it's coming out more and more.
0: Hey guys, pardon the interruption here. Just wanted to let you know that if you are interested in finding your fitness, finding your health, perhaps losing some weight, I am very good at doing that. I don't like to promote it. I don't like to tell people how great I am at something, but I am pretty good at helping people lose weight in a very safe, efficient, and effective manner. And I've helped Hundreds of clients over the last several years, it's my passion. I wake up every morning thinking about it. I go to bed every night thinking about it. I don't really take vacations from thinking about it because it's just what I love. I love the body. I love how it works. And I love staying up to date on current research and science and all the fun things. So, and answering questions, myth busting a lot, and really putting you into a plan to help develop the habits that are going to put you on autopilot for a healthy life, for the rest of your life. So we really want to build those habits strong and give you something that you can repeat as frequently as possible. And that way you will effortlessly attain a healthy body that performs well, that feels well, and... That at the end of the day, looks reasonably well. But first off, we want to perform well, we want to feel well, and then we want to look well. All right, guys. Uh, so if you have any questions, if you want any help, if you want a consultation, trainlikealignment.com. That's trainlikealignment.com. Fill out the form, and I will get back to you as soon as I can, and we'll set up a time to have a little conversation. All right. Thank you much. Back to the show.
1: that Doesn't yes. mean it's
0: disinfecting your insides.
1: No. But, yes, there are people that can enjoy it moderately and live a long, healthy life. But there are those risk factors associated with yes, it. Yes, and
0: especially I think there are certain times of your life where there are even more – those risk factors are even more elevated yeah. through alcohol consumption. No, you
1: and, don't drink alcohol.
0: Not really. No. I order alcohol, <laughs> 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 which is like when I go out to eat with people just so nobody's like, oh, I ain't drinking. It's like I just kind of nip that in the bud by just, hey, let me get a vodka ice you know like vodka rocks you know so nobody says anything and then you toast everybody and you take like a little sip and then you put it down and then bam they think I'm drinking and everybody just lets down their guard and we can all have a great time because I don't I'm not here to make anybody feel bad about their health when we're out right? you know like they know you're a health coach they know you do this for a living and it's like I don't want to make anybody feel bad
1: but give me why you chose to stop drinking
0: I feel like crap when I drink Okay, so I think because of what I've done to my body Just from an orthopedic standpoint, but from a brain standpoint as well, like, I have an older body. Like, I'm 41 years old, but I think my body's probably worn to the point that I'm like 65. Okay. You know, just as far as the damage that I've done to myself. I've really accelerated the
1: orthopedic costs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm doing my best from a cell health standpoint and doing everything that I can. However... You know, like when you were young, you could drink and wake up without a hangover. Mm -hmm. I can't even have two drinks without my joints screaming at me or my brain being really foggy. So, like, I notice the differences are amplified when I drink more so than I think what would be standard. Got you. So I think, like, if you're 40 years old and you're drinking, you're like, hey, I still feel pretty good. Maybe you do, but wait till you're 60. And then I bet you don't feel so good, yeah. When you have those drinks, because your body just starts to notice all of those, the wrong things you're doing. But you're sooner. also
1: so health conscious that I think doing all the right things. When you do incorporate something bad for you, you notice it a lot more than maybe aware. somebody right that doesn't make all the right decisions. <laughs> yeah. So the alcohol is just one more sort of, you know, straw.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it, I guess it doesn't make sense to me that if you're going to go the extra mile for your health, that I'm going to put all this work in, that I'm going to work out, that I'm going to eat well, that I'm going to sleep well, that I'm going to do a lot of mobility work, that I'm going to drink my water, that I'm going to like limit my caffeine consumption, that I'm going to do all these things that are pr- promoting my health, why would I do something that's going to take a big percentage of the, the results that I'm looking to attain away Right. It's not in alignment with my goal of living a long, healthy life. Yeah. So for me, the easiest thing you can do for your health is, one, having identity habit. Like I've made a habit that is my identity. I am a healthy person. I make healthy decisions more often than not. Okay. Right? So when it comes to, am I going to do this or do that? It's like, that doesn't really even align with my values, like who who I view myself as. So alcohol is just like, there it is. That's not who I am. So I just don't really partake. Does it mean that I'm not going to have fun? No, I don't feel like I need alcohol to decrease inhibitions. I've been hitting the head enough to decrease (laughs) (laughs)
1: inhibitions.
0: There's no inhibitions here. Like, you know, so I don't need that to be socially lubricated. Got you. So, yeah, I just – it doesn't do anything for me. Um, Yeah. I don't think it does any great things for the body. And – I'm not willing to set myself back in all the work that I do. Like, you're running on a treadmill. I'm not going to put the incline at a 5% and try to run the same pace that I'm running right now. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So,
1: and see, and I live my life, I obviously didn't play professional sports. So, I feel like I live my life a little more in the gray zone mm-hmm. where you're very black and white. You're like, this is a healthy habit or it's not a healthy habit. I do a lot of healthy things. But I think I also do some unhealthy things, Yes. like drink eight cups of coffee a day, have maybe a glass or two of wine a week. Right. Would you say that's maybe a little more?
0: Maybe less. Yeah? Maybe less. Like, unless it's December and you've got a bunch of Christmas parties, but even then, you're like, did you drink last night? And you're like, no, I didn't have a drink. Yeah. You know, most of the time you go pour a glass and you walk around with it.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't think I you- do, I do drink more than you.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. No doubt about so that. So, I'm
1: not an all or nothing person. I'm just, again, people listening. So, but I am happy with all of this evidence that's coming out in Canada and then also with Doc Amen. I just think that we as a country have become so like numb to the effects of alcohol. You're like, it's legal. It's fine for you. It's fine. Look, you can buy it at the store, which. Yes, you can. But you can also buy cigarettes at the store. You can also buy processed food at the store. I think that it's a good message that we're getting out that anything in excess is probably not a great thing. And if you rely on something that heavily every single day, you probably want to reevaluate some of your choices.
0: Yeah, I think the interesting thing here, too, is that going down to zero, because what are we not good at in America?
1: Moderation.
0: We are awful at moderation in America. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, come down to two. Well, two to everybody means six. You know, if they're saying I can have two, I can really have six. Right. Right? So maybe bring that down to zero, and now everyone will hear the message loud and clear. And they really will work to control their alcohol consumption. I'm not saying eliminate it completely from your life. Like, you got to live. You got to socialize. You got to be, you know, there's, there's as much to de-stressing as there is to like not introducing toxins to your life like you know there's part of living is having fun right so i'm not telling you not to do that but i do think it's good that this kind of information is coming out now to take out that ambiguity and more the excuse that people use to crack open a bottle every night because yeah. hey, I'm gonna have a glass and then I have three and a half glasses later and that bottle's done. Right. Right. That's probably more the norm than just having one glass at dinner. Totally. I just don't think people are very good at that. You know, if a little bit of exercise is good, a lot of exercise is better. Right. If a little bit of protein is good, a lot of protein is better. If a little bit of wine's good, a lot of wine's better. So just I think going down to zero is probably a good thing
1: and the other, just one quick thing on that topic. The other thing you have to think about, too, is the Canadian healthcare system, which is all socially funded. Yes. So it's basically, they are now getting so impacted in their hospital systems, and we saw this during COVID. It's like, it has to be for the greater good of the country. Yeah,
0: why did they shut down? Yes. Because all of the costs come back directly-
1: On the government. To the government. Yes, and so- That's, again, when I look at this alcohol thing, it's like, okay, so the cancer, the liver disease, the heart disease, the car crashes, with all of those things increasing, Mm -hmm. it becomes more of a burden on the Canadian healthcare system. Yes. Right? Yes. And so it's like. Yeah, the universal
0: healthcare, they are paying as a government. Now they're like, we've got to make changes here. I like that they're going after the lifestyle. I do too. I like that they're saying you've got to take personal accountability for your own actions. Yeah. Like they don't sell cigarettes out in the open there. It's not, they're not allowed to market them. Right. And when you do buy a pack that's behind a wall or behind a a screen, at least at your local
1: convenience store,
0: convenience store, they come with like massive cancer risk. They're incredibly expensive to buy. Yeah. And they've got disgusting pictures of lungs with disease. Disease. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: or or babies born, you know, like. Dead fetuses on occasion. Right. So I
0: would imagine they're going to start putting things like that on their yeah. alcohol bottles too. Well, and
1: alcohol is already only sold in liquor stores, the sp- mm-hmm. specific liquor stores. You can't go to a grocery store or a gas station and purchase alcohol. Right. So there are differences, obviously, in Canadian ways and American ways. Right. Some of them I'm like, eh, but some of them I'm I I get. Right. Yeah, and I.
0: When you eliminate the option, you help smooth the path for somebody. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of an important thing, is just maybe, you know, like obviously we're never gonna get rid of fast food here because like people are like, Well just eliminate fast food. Well you can't just eliminate fast food. Right. Because food by itself is not good or bad. Over consuming food is bad for your health. Right. So you can't say that this restaurant's bad for you, like because it's not the restaurant, it's you overeating it. Right. So they can't do that. But in Canada they have more government control, which is good and bad. There's give and take there for sure.
1: I'm going off topic here, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring this up too. We were out the other night, Nick and I, out at a restaurant, and it was a, what was it? A Saturday night.
0: Saturday night, yep. And
1: we show up, and I there's- I talked about this
0: a little bit on our podcast, but I want you here to talk about this. Oh, on the, you on the last did? one, I did oh, okay. a little bit, but I want you to talk about it too.
1: Sorry if I'm- No, go. I want you, you to talk no, about it. No, I was just- yeah. I was amazed. So there was this lineup of cars. So as we're trying to walk into the restaurant, we're sort of like dodging this line. And I'm like, "There's not a dry- it's not a drive through restaurant. It's a sit-down restaurant. Yeah. But I realized- It's a sports bar. Yeah, that there was probably 25 cars.
0: <laughs> it, was a, it was a huge lineup.
1: Lined up in front. And it was the Uber Eats and the Postmates and the, uh, the delivery, whatever. The they had was
0: a carry-out for. kiosk outside of this bar. That was, is kind of famous here in Indianapolis for the wings and their deep dish pizza. 25 deep. That oh, was when we, me. that was when we went in.
1: I know. And then we came out and it was the same. <laughs> it
0: was. So it added, it looked like it hadn't moved. It was like an amusement park line. It was crazy. It was
1: wild. Yeah. So talking about, you know, lifestyle stuff, I'm like, man, if we could eliminate the fast food and, and I know fast food in itself is not bad and you know, fast, convenient food, it is necessary on some nights. Like, let's face it. I eat chipotle for the kids or yeah. we get subway oftentimes right. or we do we do drive through so that's not i'm not saying fast is always bad but sitting at home and getting like pizza and wings delivered to your door <laughs> like that is I but mean, like i taken taking it the ultimate well step. like i
0: told him on the last one we went across the street then to go do our game night mm-hmm. with the coaches and their wives and the outback steakhouse was on the corner and that had a lineup of twenty cars from the time we went into the time we left two hours later. So it was like a four hour window, and these lineups were just staggering. Yeah, it, were, it was staggering.
1: It is. It's it's wild.
0: It's crazy, and it it is a byproduct of COVID, right? right? Because that none of that existed prior to then. So there there wasn't like carry out at a normal restaurant, or it wasn't as extensive as it is now. And so it, it's just kind of a a byproduct of the COVID, the COVID, that they were able to adapt as businesses and find new revenue streams. And then they're like, "This is super easy." And then people got really used, people got super used to consuming that manner, to going and getting their favorite restaurant and bringing it home or having it delivered. And I think that's an awful habit to have developed. Right. You know, good for the businesses for that. Convenient, sure. I think, for, in my opinion, one of the easiest things you can do to have good health and to keep good health easily is to cook your meals at home. That's like, if you don't want to go to the grocery store, there's apps to have people come deliver it to you. But cook your meal at home. Right. You'll have more time with your family. You won't be sitting in your car waiting in line 25 minutes. It's not like you're saving time.
1: Right. You know what I mean?
0: Like, there's no time saving there. We used to watch those people sit in line for 25 minutes.
1: And there's certainly no money savings.
0: Oh, God, no, because no. there was a surcharge. I don't know what it is. I don't have any of those Uber Eats apps. But then you tip your driver, and there's a, a subscription model, I'm sure. Right. So there's no savings. Yeah. Yeah, it's just craziness. I was, so, I was
1: blown away by that.
0: Yeah, like I, I challenged everybody on the last episode was, or one of the last episodes was, if you order in – Seven nights a week, maybe order five nights a week. If you order five nights a week, let's try three nights a week. Mm-hmm. If it's three, go down to two. You know, like manage that a little bit. That way you can really control what you're putting into your body because you have no clue what these restaurants are throwing in.
1: No. They're, your health is not their priority.
0: No. So let's, this kind of ties in a little bit when it comes to habit formation. Right, So you're developing this habit of, man, it's super convenient. I can just get on my phone. I can have it delivered to the house. And all the best restaurants in the city deliver right to your door. Okay, cool. Probably not the healthiest option you can have. And calories get out of control rather quickly when you're eating restaurant food. But you may have seen this flying around recently. So there was a 60 Minutes piece where there was a person on there claiming that the number one cause of obesity is genetics. And so what she was claiming is that if you have obesity, you've got a 50 to 85% likelihood of having the de- disease yourself even with an optimal diet. That was her claims. Hmm. And then there was another stat that was kind of going around that if parents are overweight obese, there's an 85% chance their kids will be overweight. So if parents are of a healthy weight, this is a cool stat. If parents are of a healthy weight, there is a less than a 1% chance that the kids are going to be overweight. So that's a really cool stat. That was from Dr. James D. Nocolantonio. A pretty good pronunciation there. So, yeah, 89% chance that kids whose parents are overweight or obese are going to be overweight. Parents have a healthy weight, less than a 1% chance that kids are going to be overweight. So the 60 minutes piece, I mean... Here's what I don't like about that. Part of the stat is correct, but when saying having an optimal diet that you're not going to be in a healthy body because of your genetics is really taking the personal accountability out of the equation when it comes to health and body weight. You can just say genetics are to blame. Genetics are to blame. And Lane Norton did a a great piece on this and a, a great post on this. And talked a little bit more in depth about it. But I just, for me, I just do not like when you're taking personal accountability out of it and you're saying it's just genetics. Because what do people do then? They stop trying. Right. You know, you just stop trying to get healthy. And I had a post a little bit back about this is like, you know, it's not the kids' fault that they're overweight, they're being fed at home. Mm -hmm. Like they can't go to the store. They don't know how to research nutrition. It's too, it's too much for them. They don't know what they're doing. So whose fault is it? It's really the parents' fault. But the parents were probably raised in a house where they didn't need an optimal diet either. And they had poor health habits. So it's, it's super challenging to dig out of that, right? To dig out of that hole that's been created from a health standpoint But you can control your body composition. You can control your weight when you control your calories and when you control the food that's put in you. Now, when we're like in the strength and conditioning world, we say we can't make somebody who's slow fast, but we can make somebody who's slow faster. Mm -hmm. And probably the same thing applies when it comes to body types. Like, yes, genetics are a factor. They're real. I'm not going to turn a rhinoceros into a cheetah, you know, or I'm not going to turn a whippet into a into a bulldog. Like I'm not going to be able to take that one body type and turn it into another body type, right? However, I can make that bulldog as lean as possible, you know, or I can make that whippet as muscular as possible, mm-hmm. right? There are ways to optimize that through diet. So, I guess what I would urge is that. As a parent, you've got to find your own health if you're hoping that your kid is going to have good health. You have to prioritize your own health for that kid to have health. You can't just say what you need to do. You need to become what you want them to become, especially when it comes to the body. Because I really believe our primary job as parents is to... Support opportunities for our kids so they can chase their dreams, but also to show them what a healthy relationship looks like between a husband and a wife and to model healthy behavior and to help them create healthy habits so that they can easily and without effort or without thought sustain a healthy life and a healthy body. It should be fairly easy. But you have to start early. Mm-hmm. So all of these thought processes are just what we would then say innate. It's like he just knows or it's like she just knows what to what to do with her body. They do because we started very early. So yes, is maybe your kid's gonna be a little bit thicker? That's okay. or maybe your kid's gonna be a little bit skinnier. That's also okay. But let's get them into a place where they're as healthy as they can possibly be and they're not struggling with their body their whole life. Like we don't want them struggling with their body their whole life. Right. You know, and it doesn't mean we want them obsessing about their body either. We want them to effortlessly live in their body and have it perform and feel the way that it needs to so they can be as healthy as they possibly can for as long as they can possibly live. That's... The way that I really believe a parent's role is, a big portion of it is that. Hmm. It's nutritional and fitness literacy. You know, And are they getting that anywhere else? No. They're going to get it at home. They're going to get it from watching your habits that you're doing on a nightly basis. So if you're coming home and you're popping two beers, and you wonder why when your kid's 40 years old, he's popping four beers at night, well, wonder where he learned it. Right. You know, or if your kid is, you know, he just doesn't want to work out or he just doesn't want to eat healthy food. Maybe you should look at yourself first. Yeah. You know, and be honest with yourself. Am I, am I embodying the person that I want my kids to become in a genuine way? Like this is me. I want them to become something like this. I don't want them to be me. I don't want them to live my life. I don't want them to do what I do, but I do want them to have robust health. They need to be vibrant. So then they can choose whatever path that they want to choose. Right. And have a ton of success doing that because they have a healthy body, which is a healthy mind. They're not worried about, we're not worried about mental health because their physical health is good. We're not worried about getting burnt out because they can work tirelessly For an incredible amount of time. You know, they know how to de-stress. They know how to exercise. And it's just what they do. So, anyway, parents, just a thought for you.
1: No, I like that. Do you have anything? Gosh, you just took all the oxygen out of the room there.
0: (laughs) Sorry. No, I like
1: what you said, though. I agree with all of it. So, you're basically saying that there's a genetic component to body size, possibly where you carry your weight. Or muscle or, yeah. yeah.
0: where you store your fat. Right. Yes. But
1: because you're overweight doesn't mean, or because you're, you know.
0: Because your genetics are telling you, you, you you're, yeah. Yes. Because exactly. your genetics are a certain way doesn't mean you're overweight. If you get in a caloric deficit, you will lose weight. Got you. Right? Right. And can we change your structure overall? Can we turn you from a ectomorph to an endomorph or an endomorph to a mesomorph? Probably not like you are who you are in a sense, but we can make that you rather can make that as optimal as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, I like that. And it's
0: something to strive for. Right. Because your kids are looking at you and watching you and building their habits based on what you're doing. And it's not about what you say. It's no. what you do.
1: Right. It's all modeling. And it's not right?
0: about the classes you take them to. And it's not about the coaches that you hire. What are you doing on a daily basis? Because that's what they see. And that's what's going to stick. Because it's just what they know and what they see and what they feel on a daily basis. That's it.
1: So Well, well said. I yeah. like that. Sorry, I don't really have much to add. Because, yeah. All so right. Good. You hit the nail on the head. Good. Well, thank you. We
0: well, had fun with you in here again always have fun appreciate you yeah thought we're gonna have a backwards arm wrestling match (laughs) external rotation arm mastering match go
1: thanks for listening guys
0: love you guys thanks so much okay gang if you made it to the end of the show you must be a health fanatic we thank you for your support if you don't mind do this go rate and review us or share it with a friend or one of the two or both That would be super awesome. We thank you for that. The other thing is, if you're looking to kick up your health game a little bit, you may be thinking about supplementation. You may be thinking about getting some more omegas in, getting some zinc, getting some magnesium getting maybe a multivitamin going, or if you're a little bit past that even, hey, maybe I'm thinking about a pre-workout that's got all the things that I need in there, maybe a little bit of creatine, maybe a little bit of glutathione, some arginine, all those things. We have pharmaceutical-grade supplements at Hardwick.life. So if you're new to the supplement game, you need to get pharmaceutical-grade supplements because everything else is fairly unregulated. And so when you get pharmaceutical-grade, what it says is that 99% of what we say is in the bottle is actually in the bottle, and that is tested. And we are also NSF, safe for sport. So very high-quality products, and they are effective in your body, and that's why we do them. You don't have to take as much of them because they are bioavailable. They are processed to the point that your body can handle them more effective, more effectively and more efficiently. And that's what we're all about here. So if you have interested in supplements, you can either DM me at Nick Hardwick or just go straight to hardwick.life. And if you're just getting started, I would say you start with the 5-in-1 Foundation. It's a tremendous product, kind of covers all of your bases when it comes to health. And then you fill the rest in with a very healthy diet and a lifestyle program. All right, guys. Hey, that's hardwick.life. And once again, we thank you so very much for your support. Until next time, bye.